Welcome to the Friendly Moms Club podcast with Jen and Carly. We're the new mom friends you didn't know you needed. We are creating a safe space to bring moms together, lighten the heaviness, and find joy in the everyday moments. Together, we will share our own experiences of being new moms while navigating the topics we wish more people talked about. Join us every Monday to hear us skip the small talk and dive right into the uncomfortable. Happy Mom Day, Jen. Happy Mom Day, Carly. It's a nice sunny day out. Yeah. I always I realized when I was editing that I'm always like, it's a beautiful day. Yeah. You're but just so happy. I just, you like to start the day and do this. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's not a beautiful day, but the power of positive thinking, though. Like if yeah. you say it's a beautiful day, maybe it'll be a beautiful day. Yeah. It is actually right? a beautiful day, though. It's sunny. It's hot. And you might be able to see a nice like. I know we're a, we're a little hot a and nice sweaty over glisten here. Listen on us, but you know what? The good thing is that we both sweat a lot, so yeah. it's not like one of us is awkwardly too hot. Cause we're both we both, we're both suffer sweaters. from excessive sweating. It's really annoying when you're with people who don't sweat and you're like literally dripping in sweat, doing nothing. Like I know at work, I always sweat, and this one girl I work with, she bless her, she does not sweat, and she's always like, "Oh, so sweaty!" <laughs> like, "Oh my god, I am so sweaty." And it's the same for me at work. Don't worry, everyone. I look yeah. like I ran a marathon all the time. But then she'll always touch my back, and I'm like, "Well, don't touch it if it grosses you out." Yeah. But yeah. Just postpartum life. sweats like you also get sweaty postpartum so that's yeah. also a thing and now you're We're hoping it you like, gets better sweats? eventually yeah pregnancy sweats and it's just hot like it's mm-hmm. i don't know 30 today or something like it's pretty hot so it's not a crisp 10. anyways we digress from the weather to what mm-hmm. we're actually here to talk about today which is baby led weaning or starting yeah. solids kind of however you want to phrase it we just say baby led weaning but i guess it's a good thing to clarify yeah um right off the bat that we are not like hardcore into this baby led weaning like we follow a lot of the principles but we don't follow everything they do it can get quite culty very extremist yeah and like we're not into that like we have used utensils we have used purees like we've just kind of found we've taken the chunk of all the things that we really like from it and then incorporated it definitely how it works in our family so we're not here to say one way is better than the other we're just going to talk about why we chose chose baby led weaning why we chose to do what we did, what we found, and kind of what we found was actually helpful while we Definitely. were starting this journey. And if you've already started purees, that's fine. Like you started totally with fine. cereal, right? The first couple. Yeah, we times. started with like rice and oats cereal, yeah. and I I did make a few purees at home, and we yeah. had started with those, and then I was like, okay, no, screw it. Yeah, and, and then like you don't, it doesn't have to be like you must give chunks of food or you know i mean some people do believe that like the extremists can be very a lot but for us like we just wanted to give our babies real food yeah and not that purees aren't real food but like food that we eat yeah and you don't have to start with that so wherever you are in your journey this can apply to you yeah okay so let's actually talk about why we chose it so why did you choose this baby led weaning starting solids journey so both my husband and i are big foodies we love- i can confirm they're very yes. good cooks <laughs> where my husband's actually a chef i uh, like love cooking i'm just like a self-taught little kitchen gal mm. so to us it was just important that we wanted to expose henry to different foods like we want him to love food the way we do like we love mm. food we love cooking we love eating we love it all yeah. um we also we're like an ingredients house i don't know if you've seen like funny like reels and stuff on instagram and tiktok where we don't have have a lot of snack food so we don't like it's not normal like it's not like second nature to us to like go and open a granola bar and like sure I eat those like I do but like our house like Mm -hmm. we're filled with dry ingredients and the basics to make up meals so it just to us it felt normal to make food for him and make food that we eat Mm -hmm. um it just seemed like a natural place to start 
We also, we really wanted to eat as a family. One of the hardest things having a newborn was that one of us always had to be holding the baby. And it was always this whole thing that like, okay, who's going to hold the baby for dinner today? And then we looked forward to the day that he could go in his high chair and just sit with us. And it's been great. We eat as a family now. Um, It also just like looked really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I actually heard about baby led weaning like... A long time ago when I used to be really into like reading blogs and writing blog posts and all of that. And I followed a lot of people who had kids and they would talk about it. And I just love the idea of giving babies food. Like it doesn't have to be purees. It can be. It doesn't have to be. I love it. It's fun. Yeah. But yeah what about you, Jen? Why did you choose to do this approach? I think the biggest thing for us was just being able to eat together. Like I really liked yeah. the idea that we can sit down and she just can feed herself. Like she can just go ham and just like eat ham, eat whatever. Like she just can just go crazy, right? <laughs> Um, but I'm not a chef. And so that was the part that like kind of freaked me out. I was like, I'm not a good cook. Like I don't do anything crazy. Like I'm not super adventurous. And so that kind of freaked me out, but in a way that I also knew I wasn't going to spend a ton of time making good purees at home either. So it's kind of like, if I'm not gonna make purees, like she may as well just try eating what we eat. Like that seemed easier to me. And I was just, yeah, a friend of mine did it. And I was over there and watching her, I don't know, she's probably seven or eight months at the time, but she was eating food. And I was like, so wild like I just Mm -hmm. I just thought it was cool so there's no like real big reason for me I just felt drawn to it like it just sounded good and then as we started and I actually like did more research and learned more about it I was like okay this is actually really cool like I really liked kind of the thoughts behind it and I just didn't know beforehand before it was just like a this is cool Mm -hmm. let's do that she can feed herself like how awesome and then we just started really liking it and it was just really good so I don't have any big good reason but it was just like which you might not feel like really one way or the other strongly. Like you might just be like, I don't know, this just seems to be the thing. I'll do that. Like you don't really need to have some like great reason to try it. If you just are like, Hey, that sounds cool. Like, great. Do whatever works for your family. That's like a big overarching moral of the story of this episode is do what works for your family. Everyone is different no judgment here. Like if you want to do purees and that's easier for you guys and Great. And you already prepped it all in yeah, pregnancy. Great. Like I did not. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like actually for you guys that now cooking for Jordan has actually got you kind of out of like it got you to try new things. Oh, and for sure. I feel like a way better cook. Yeah. Now. It's funny. It actually it's it's I've actually tried new recipes, new foods, different new types flavors, of foods. Yeah. yeah. Flavor profiles like I've gotten you're doing really good so it's been it's been really and fun. baby food doesn't have to be complicated either no. like food that they can eat it actually the more simple the better yes because they don't need fancy meals they just you know they kind of just need a variety of meals day to day like yeah right yeah. now i was saying that jordan's favorite food at 10 months old is just steamed like mini potatoes like she just loves them yeah. and it's the easiest Easy thing peasy. there's no sauce like for me i'm like needs to be a sauce with yeah. this but she just loves like steamed not even any butter just steamed baby potatoes so yeah i mean you do love a good potato i know she she comes by it honestly yeah (laughs) um yeah okay so let's go into some of the benefits so when we actually did research there's two major sites and they have websites but they also have instagram accounts that we both love following um and they are the solid starts and feeding littles so we are going to link them in the bottom. I would definitely recommend mm-hmm. reading about this. Like, don't just take our word for it. Yeah. Read and do research. Look into it. They have so many different resources, um, downloadable, like brochures you can read about. 
Um, super helpful. And then just their Instagram, they post a lot of really helpful information, stories. They do a lot of questions and answers so people can ask them questions that they're curious about and they get answers. And it's, yeah, they bust a lot of common myths and they also like, yeah. give you ideas like different recipes. And lots of free and stuff. So it's not anything yet. So there, much free there stuff. are things you can pay for, but they have a lot of free resources that you don't have to pay for. Definitely. So it's a really good place to start. So a lot of the information we're going to be talking about for the benefits here is coming from those two sites. Yeah. The, so I just want to say Solid Starts has a website, they have an app, and then they also have their Instagram account. Yes. Oh, the app is also very good. And on the app and their website, they actually have a database where you mm -hmm. can search foods and it tells you um, allergy risks, choking risks, um, how to serve it. For different is, age groups. For different too. age groups, which was so helpful mm -hmm. for starting because you're like, oh, like this food, can they eat this? And you look it up and you're like, oh, yeah, it's actually recommended. And yeah, very helpful. And it shows you pictures of like how to cut it yeah. up even. Like it's, it's super helpful yeah. and that's a free resource. And that's that's good for people who actually don't cook often because yeah. if you don't know how to serve potatoes to yourself, like how are you going to know how to serve it to baby? Yeah. Um, and then another thing I really do like is that solid starts, I believe it's from two dietitians and then feeding littles is a pediatric OT and a dietitian as well that specializes yes. in children. So they actually like, they have credentials. This is they their know what they're house. talking like, about. Yes, yeah. They're not their just area of expertise. moms saying this, like it's actually research yeah, information. Definitely. So. so let's talk about some of the benefits. So some of the ones on the solid start site, um, they really talk about how baby led weaning or even baby led feeding. So essentially, actually, I think what we should say is the difference between traditional feeding and baby led weaning or baby led feeding feeding is just that in baby led weaning, you give the baby the food and they actually feed themselves mm -hmm. and they decide how much they eat, what they eat, how they eat it. Yeah. Where traditional feeding is like the spoon feeding where you put the puree or whatever on it and then you're doing the airplanes yes. and you're actually feeding them. Yeah. So that's where the whole term like baby led comes from um, is that they're in control. Yeah, they're taking, yeah, they're taking control. They're yeah. doing everything. And the like hardcore baby led weaning extremists, they like a lot of them won't, like they kind of poo poo on cutlery and stuff. But you can also like preload a spoon and then give them the spoon to feed themselves so if you do want to start with purees that is a way to kind of start um, the baby led feeding style but mm -hmm. also not giving them big hugs of food if that is something that scares you yeah so I just wanted to point that out real quick but yes. okay back to the benefits this is all from the solid starts website they're really big on um, baby led feeding to help foster independence. So they're beating, they're building feeding skills. So they're actually learning how to put the food into their mm -hmm. mouth and how to feed themselves. It's teaching them appetite control because they're in charge. Like they're the boss. They decide what to eat, how much to eat, what order to eat things in. If they want to like take bites, if they want to smush it and lick it, like they're in control yeah. of how they eat and how much they eat. Um, they're also building important oral motor skills. So they're learning how to bring food to their mouth. They're mm -hmm. learning how to chew. They're learning about, it's called my, mouth mapping, where they're learning about how to move food around in their mouth and yeah. like where their palate is, where their tongue is, where their teeth are. Um, they're learning to move big chunks of food out of their mouth if they take a really big bite. Um, we should also say that you can start this even if they don't have teeth. Yes. Because teeth is like, it's, Babies are wild. They, they can get teeth them. at a very wide range, range of ages. Yeah. So they might not have teeth when you start this. I mean, Jordan already had, I think she had maybe even six by the time we started yeah. this. So she was an early tooth bloomer. Yeah. Um, but we know friends, lots of friends that didn't have any teeth. I yeah. can't remember what... Yeah, Henry, Henry had his bottom teeth, I think. Maybe not right when starting it, but... So, like, they don't need teeth is the, the whole point yeah, of this. Because they learn different skills. And the teeth are, like, right on the gums. So like, the gums are hard. So, yeah. like, you don't need teeth to eat. 
a lot of these foods. You have to learn these skills. Yeah. So you and need to practice. Learning how to like move the food around in yeah. their mouth is huge. Um, and then also a great benefit, which we both talked about, mm -hmm. is family meals. Like you actually get to sit and eat together. Yeah. I can't even tell you how great it is in the morning. Henry's so slow. He can take like 40 minutes to I eat. Know. And he kind of like plays a little awesome and then though, plays. Yeah, I get to eat. Mm -hmm. I actually like put him in the high chair. And then I finish, I give him like a couple like puffs to get him started or a piece of fruit. And then I finish everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I sit down and we eat together. Yeah. And then he's still eating, playing around, smushing things around. So I get to sit there and I drink my coffee. And I'm just, we're having a great, it's like a little coffee date every single morning. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And then also getting to eat as a family, all of all of you. And then how fun is it to get to see your baby eating the foods that you eat? Mm -hmm. it's, it's really fun. It's so fun. It brings me joy. Yeah. Although sometimes I get sad if he doesn't like things that I love. And I'm just like, what? Like he didn't like r white rice with butter. I was like, dude, he was like, it was like stuck to his fingers and I he was mean, all mad. Rice is a tricky one for <laughs> I know. them, but he'll learn. Yeah. Um, and then also another benefit is less expensive. You don't have to buy special baby food. Mm -hmm. uh, you just give them what you're eating and you often will serve it slightly differently and you won't add salt to it. But like the actual like foods you're eating, if you're having chicken, potatoes and broccoli, they're going to eat chicken, potatoes and broccoli. Mm -hmm. Which um, is really cool. Really cool and less expensive. Also, research shows that they're not more likely to choke if they're eating solid foods than if they're eating purees, mm -hmm. um, which is very nice to know because I know the big Super fear important. Yeah. for so many people is that they're going to choke if you're giving them solid foods. I have heard that they're actually less likely to choke if they're having solid foods because they're learning all of those oral motor skills. Mm -hmm. But solid starts just said that they're no more, no likely, more likely to choke, but yeah. someone has said that. So I don't know if it's actually true, but for me, I feel a lot more confident. It's important just mentally to know that if you know that going in, it just yeah. makes you feel a little bit better. Like regardless of which way I chose, like, it's not yeah. an increased risk of choking. Like exactly. it is what it is. So. And a lot of people don't want to start with baby lead weaning or giving solids because they're worried about choking. Yeah. But it's really nice to know that they're actually not more likely to choke yeah. if you start with those or give them eventually than just doing purees. Um, and then another one, because you're actually fostering so much independence and you're exposing them to a variety of flavors and tastes and textures, they're actually less likely to become picky eaters. So this was a huge one for us. And like I'm mentally preparing that Henry at some point will go through a chicken nugget phase. It seems like every yeah. kid does. He loves yogurt. So I'm like, okay, he can't just become like a yogurt guy. Yeah. I mean, he can if he needs to. That's fine. But it does help prevent picky eating, which is yeah. nice. Um, so something that we did to kind of prepare was we actually went to Belly's. We talk about Belly's all the time. Yeah. But we went to Belly's and there was a LC there, a lactation consultant. And she specializes in... Baby, I think infant like feeding, infant yeah. feeding, yeah. So we did, it was two hour, just like little informal yeah. class with her and we talked about it. And the biggest takeaway that I got, well, there's two things. So the biggest thing was about their gag reflex. Yeah. So all the information, I learned it in this class, but all the information I'm going to talk about is stuff that was on the Feeding Littles website, was that your gag reflex actually changes. So when they're born, their gag reflex reflex is about mid tongue so kind of in the middle of their mouth and as they get older it moves back to its like final position which is like the very posterior of the tongue which is like the back of your throat there yeah um so if you actually start baby led weaning when their gag reflex is still in the middle of their mouth if they choke on food they're gag. choking in gag gag if they start gagging or yeah. choking but it's going to be in the middle of their mouth yeah so they're not choking in a dangerous place like they're yeah. not choking on food they just kind of like 
Yeah. Their gag well, reflex will go and they'll start yeah, yeah. doing but the choking and... I feel like now is a really good time to actually talk about the difference between co- choking and gagging. Okay. So choking is when food actually, instead of going down the food tube, so the esophagus, it actually goes down into the trachea, which is the tube that goes to your lungs. So true choking is when food Mm. actually goes into that and causes an obstruction. So meaning air is either only partially coming in or out or fully obstructing it. So no air coming in or out. Um, And an important thing to know is that choking is actually silent or there could be little like (laughs) little noises if it's partial, but true choking, like it, like an actual choke is when it's obstructing air from going in and out. Yeah, so that's not Ga- what I mean. <laughs> no, what you mean is gagging, yes. and that's when they're coughing. It's loud. So th- I think there's something like red and loud, um, red something, the and they're same. okay, but like blue and silent, like you need to help them. Yes. We'll figure out what it is and put it down below. So if they get red, they're coughing, they're coughing, that's gagging so that's actually when it's like in their gag reflex so like to us yes like normal people we always say oh like i choked on that but you didn't actually choke on it because it wasn't in your airway you were gagging on it yeah so this is just my own terrible yeah yeah yeah. no but everybody does that i even say that sometimes like i'll be like oh like he choked on it a little, but he didn't choke on it a little. He gagged on it. It was just like, yeah, uncomfortable yeah, 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 in their yeah, mouth yeah. and they, yeah. But okay. look more on the Solid Starts website. Very important to know the difference between two of them. Yes. But what you're trying to get at is that the gagging is actually yes. important to learn. Yes. And you can gag and then if they, they can actually, it can go into the airway. Because but if they gag when yeah. it's at the back of their throat, yes. they're more likely to choke yes, on it. Yes, after. But if they gag when it's in the middle of their mouth, they're less likely to actually really choke. choke yes so if you give them food and introduce food to them solids while their gag reflex is still in the middle of their mouth it's just a lot actually safer yes which blew my mind yeah. it's like that that makes such logical sense and it's safer for them so yeah. why would it why wouldn't i want her to exactly. like my baby to learn this skill while it's still like in a safer position a safer. for her to gag and gagging's actually like what we learned at bellies mm-hmm. is that like it's a protective mechanism yes. and it's something they actually have to learn and yes. it is scary when it happens but it's Important to know it's not actually choking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because we all, we, yeah. we've all made that mistake for yes. sure. Um, but it's also, I like, and I found it and they talk about it on the feeding little site too, is that it improves your like self-confidence mm-hmm. in their ability to eat because they learn, they learn like, oh, that wasn't good. Like it kind of made me gag. Like I had to spit some chunks out. And so once you see them learning how to use their mouth, you see them get uncomfortable and spit things out or chew it, chomp on it further and then swallow it down. And once you see them work through some of these things, it gives you both a lot of confidence. Definitely. So you want them to actually gag. You want them to experience what that is, what it looks like to get rid of it and to help along and it really they need to gag and get used to that experience and know how to use it and it's a learned skill right so if you never introduce them to solids and then after like a year and a half you give them a solid it could just be really really dangerous if they're I don't know the age at which the gag reflex fully moves back no one really I know that somewhere nine months is when it's kind of starts on we're going to find it. We'll put it in the link. I think Solid Starts talks about starting solids between around nine months because that's when it starts to move back. So I don't want to do it before it's fully before, back. Okay. Yeah. But makes sense. Yeah. But that's yeah. a really good point that Jen's making that the gagging, it's so scary and it feels so mm-hmm. counterintuitive that we're giving them foods that they can gag on. Yeah. Um, and Solid Starts is actually great at highlighting foods that are like high gag foods, like high gag Yes. Like like bananas, they get like at the beginning 
But like you said, like you see them, they take this giant bite and they put it into their mouth and your instinct is to like, like panic, yes. but then they kind of chew on it or they gag on it. And they're, they're actually kind of cute when they gag because they're so dramatic. They're like, ah. and their eyes kind of <laughs> do a weird thing. And yeah. Like Jordan blinks a lot. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> her face gets all. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's and then funny. they usually spit it out. Mm-hmm. And another thing that we learned at the Belly's talk from the lactation consultant, Tracy, we'll link her below as well, is that if they're gagging on something and you panic and you're like, (gasps) and then what that causes them to do is, (gasps) and then where does the food go? It actually goes back in and they can choke on it. So that's even like another reason that if they gag farther up, there's a lot more space available for the food to move around. Yes. If they, it's like a good learning experience for both of for you, everybody. for them to yes. learn how to deal with it. And then for you to learn also how not to react mm-hmm. until you need to react. Because a lot of times, like when babies fall, you shouldn't actually react because a lot of times if they fall, they're fine. And they're learning. But how if to, you yeah. freak out, then they start crying. Right. Sure. So it's a similar concept in that with gagging, if you freak out, then they're going to freak out and you want them to get confidence in their eating. So it's really important for them to learn and for you to kind of Try to remain calm, yeah. right? Keep your cool as you're sitting there and watching them freak out. And But until they actually start, yeah, it's silence. You have to actually watch them while they eat, which is an important thing to remember. You can't turn your back and go do other things because Leave if them. they choke, you're not going to hear it most likely. You're not going to hear anything. Yeah. So always be watching them. But you just, you both need to learn how to remain calm until you actually need to step in. Definitely. Um, one of the stories that always stuck out to me too about the bellies class was that she talked about going for a meal with friends of theirs mm-hmm. and their kid who was about the same age. And I don't remember the age. I think it was just under a year old. And it was a fancy meal, wasn't and it? Yeah, they, so she's like, we where. finally went out to like a fancy brunch every, you know, both these two couples and the two kids. And she said, our food all got there. And she said, it was great because our child, we did baby led weaning. They could feed themselves. Me and my husband ate our meals while it was still warm. She's like, but our friends, they had to take turns, like cutting up different pieces, spoon feeding different things. They brought their own food for their baby. And she's like, by the time they each actually got to finishing their meals, it was cold and they couldn't actually Mm -hmm. like enjoy that experience. And then it was hard to socialize for them when they're so focused on their baby. They couldn't actually have a conversation with the other couple. And I was like, that's a very interesting point. Like, I just really liked this idea that we could actually go out. And I've noticed it since now. Like, we go out and my parents will be over. And Jordan loves just sitting in the high chair eating. We mm-hmm. eat a nap. My husband and I can both eat. Like, while well, the food's still warm. And it's just, I don't fun know, it's so much fun. It is fun. So it was just an interesting story she told that stuck with me. I was like, I like this. I Definitely. like that idea. I want that. <laughs> like, this all works for me. So yeah. I didn't even really think about that. Until she said that. And then yeah. I was like, yeah. I like that. I want that. <laughs> yes. This is, sign me up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So Jen, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience? We've kind of talked a little bit, but kind of yeah. highlight what, yeah, what um, happened. It was actually a lot easier than I expected. I, mm-hmm. I kind of thought I'd freak out a lot more, but Jordan was like a champ. She figured it out quite quickly. We had no actual like choking incidences and just a few gagging things in the beginning. And then after that, like. She just did really well. And so my confidence grew immediately. Like within the first couple of weeks of doing this, I was like, okay, this is great. I'm sold. Yeah. This is the best thing. She was good at it. I was, I was really calm about it and it just went really well. So it was easier There's than I. There's a blue jay outside. Oh, fancy. That's so unusual. Sorry. <laughs> We're going to keep that in there because <laughs> that's important. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I found that it was just easier than I expected. I thought yeah. I would be more worried, but once you see them eating a few times, it's, it's good. It sounds so much scarier than it actually is. Yes. I gained so much confidence within the first week or two that it was just, 
yeah, my, my worry was eased away and it was just became really fun. Um, she actually got to try tons of new foods and spices and encouraged me to cook with new foods and new spices. So it's kind of fun to see her trying different flavors and like mm-hmm. lemon and lime and like it's, it's just fun, which is a big overarching theme of this too, Definitely. is that it's important to have fun with it. And it was awesome seeing it and my husband loved it. Um, and you got to eat a lot more fun food too. Yes, which is true. <laughs> Gets you out of food ruts for However, sure. the one thing I have to say that mm. the downfall is that it is very messy because like we'd give her soups that we'd just like, we would take a immersion blender and blend it a bit more so that it wasn't too chunky. Cause you know, soups and like, she can't use a spoon herself. Yeah. And so she would just use her hands. So we wanted it to all be like pieces she could easily grab. So she, she got soup one day and she loved it. She probably had like two little bowls of soup, but soup and just like, she just all in her hands and it was down <laughs> her face and like all over her, all over the high chair, like dripping off the sides, but she loved it. Like the biggest smile on her face the whole Aww. time. And so we just kept giving her more and she just kept eating more, but it was just like cringe worthy yeah. how messy it is. Painful. You have to just really let go of the clean thing. And I know you were a clean freak. So for you, it I'm sure this was much me. more difficult, but even for me, I was like, like mm-hmm. okay breathe through it Jen like it's yeah. okay like she needs to learn um and part of the learning is the sensory aspect of it like they get to them, feel yeah. all these different like textures and like I, warmth some are warm some are cold so like all different types of heat levels I've read somewhere spiciness. too that like when they feel the food they know like okay like is this going to be like a hard bite or is this going to be a soft bite like like they learn right? it with the their hands they learn like what yes. kind of bite they have to take which we know that we yes. know if we're biting into a banana or an apple like we're going to do different things with our mouth you don't think of that as a skill but it is like you're not going to bite a banana the way you bite an apple yes. <laughs> but they talk about sensory and like okay your babies all these buckets filled with sand yeah. and different textured things they can feel with well baby led weaning does that like she well has, you don't give them sand but well, no no but she feels yeah, yeah. she feels way more different For types sure. of textures doing that than yeah. if i bought a sand bucket I and like her. how textures change too yeah. when you play with them yeah and, and like a solid little potato she can actually mush into like yeah. mashed potatoes basically in her hand and then she eats it that way and girl's got good taste so anyway i found it to be just a really really cool experience and yeah we loved it and it encouraged me to cook more as Carly said, I got more adventurous in the kitchen with different spices and flavors, tried new recipes, and it was just, yeah, it was really, really fun. Mm -hmm. So what about you? So, like, pretty much, I think the, like, overarching theme is that, like, it was fun. Like, it is fun. We love watching him. We love taking him out to restaurants. It's been so fun. Mm -hmm. He loves restaurant food because it's way saltier than what we would give him at home. It's way creamier. We always get, like, nice pastas and stuff. But I've had meals with him and friends with meals with us, and he just sits there in his little high chair, and he's having the Mm -hmm. best time. Um, And we love that because instead of, like, being worried about him at a restaurant, he's having fun. Instead of crying and screaming because he's bored, like, he's eating. And, you know, I'm sure as he gets older, they'll be crying and screaming while we wait for the food. But that's what puffs are for. Yes. (laughs) Get them, keep them entertained. Um, Like Jen said, the main thing for me is that it was, it is still so Mm -hmm. messy Mm -hmm. and, like, painful because I like things to be neat and tidy. I'm kind of a person that I like to clean up while I'm cooking. And when Mm -hmm. I sit down to eat, I like most of the cleaning to be done already. My husband's the opposite. He's like, I eat food when it's hot, like I'll clean later. Mm -hmm. And he's just like a little bit of a tornado in the kitchen. Very opposites. We're learning to meet in the middle, but the messiness, like it was hard for me. Like I, 
I'm embracing it now. And even now, like we have our baby friends over and we kind of just like all they all just eat on the floor. They crawl around and everything yep. gets smushed. But you learn how to clean it efficiently. And yes. you also learn like the extra stuff in your house. Just get rid of it because yes. it's going to get food. It's going to get on food it. on it. It's like, yeah, Jordan does this sometimes. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, how did, how did it get food there? On that? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's he yeah. It gets everywhere. Henry likes to throw things and they splatter everywhere. Yes. Um, but, you know, you figure it out. You find a way. Yeah. And my main thing for us is that he I wasn't particularly scared of starting foods. Like I was nervous because like it's a it's a whole new experience. But he gagged a few times and or like took giant chunks of food and I was like oh like silent and quiet Mm -hmm. like and then you watch him and they they take a bite they move it around and they'll often like and just like spit it out and you can do things like like mirroring it Mm -hmm. to them so like if the food's in their mouth like you actually put it in your mouth and you go and you like spit it out and you show them and it actually did work once where he took like a giant bite of chicken and he thought it was hilarious when he shoves food in his mouth and he just smiles then he goes "Ah," and like shows you but we like we were ready for dinner to be done he wasn't eating it it was just in his mouth so my husband puts him in and like showed him how to spit it out and then he did spit it out Mm -hmm. um so it really like you get confidence in like yourself and them when they do that when they gag when they take a big bite when they spit it out and you realize this is okay and this is important because you they need to learn this it's a Mm -hmm. skill so when you see them actually learning and being able to do it it's very relieving and then it also reassured me like okay this is working for us and there are like we have seen like no shade at all to these parents but some parents out and about that are so nervous about Mm -hmm. their babies eating and I like I get it. It's scary. Everybody has their thing that they're really nervous about as a parent. Um, but it's really hard because like it's something that you're scared of. You don't want to pass that on to your mm-hmm. your kid. You don't want them to like fear mealtime yep. because you're sitting there and like, oh, 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 or like not. Yes. Yeah. So it's just something it's hard. And if that is where you are, then it's something to definitely consider like reaching out for help to help yourself feel more comfortable. And yep. maybe you do work with um an OT or a dietitian or somebody to help guide you through this process. Um, yeah, just something we yeah. wanted to say, like it, I don't know if you want to add to that. Yeah. I was just going to kind of go into the next part is the five things that actually made starting solids easier for us. And the first one that I'll talk about is doing an infant choking in CPR class. Definitely. Now Carly didn't do it, but we set one up with our friend group with the moms Not that wanted I didn't to want do to, it. But because no, I but learned because it you had work. the training yeah, yeah, work yeah. already. <laughs> um, and my work, like we did it for like, I don't know. It was like a 10 minutes of the class, like yeah. our first aid class we had. It was so minimal. I was like, I'm not actually prepared with that 10 minutes we had. So some of the spouses and some of like our mom friend, we all set it up and there's a company that will come out to your house and you just need someone to volunteer their house. And we did this infant um, choking in CPR class and it was like three hours, maybe yeah, two or three hours. It was that long. Yeah. It was but like it a, was a night. so good. Like I felt a million times better after leaving. Like I actually knew the tools and they talk specifically about infants. And then as they get into toddlers and that, that shift change, because if they can stand, depending on how tall they are, it changes things a little bit. But it just gave me the confidence. And I would highly recommend it to anyone. If you have a child, it is worth taking this class. Definitely. Grandparents, it's a great thing to get grandparents to yes. do. Anybody that will be feeding. Yes. Yeah. And Solid Starts actually has a free resource. So we got one from the class that we did. But Solid Starts had one. You can get a free download of an infant choking in CPR that you can print out. And it has instructions. 
And so I was always, I told my husband right away, I was like, we need this in the house for like when friends or someone else is yeah. babysitting, that Good it's idea. an easy resource that's right there. So you can easily flip the page and be like, okay, what's step one? Because sometimes you get flustered and it gets overwhelming. Of and if course, your child's yeah. actually choking, you don't, you don't always think straight. So if for you have sure. it printed out and have that resources like on your table, on your fridge, you know, somewhere easily accessible at home, it can make a big difference. I'm going to so, go print that later. Um, yes. We didn't add this to our five things, so it's not going to be six things because okay. I just thought of something. Another thing that actually made all of this a lot easier for us was learning about it and researching before we started. Yes. So one of them was the CPR class. Yeah. Another one, I'm going to also give another shout out to Solid Starts, but they have so much information on their yes. site. They have information on how to select a high chair to make sure that the high chair is safe for eating because yeah. position actually does really matter. Mm -hmm. They also talk about the difference between choking and gagging. Mm -hmm. They also talk about how to create a safe eating environment. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they have posts on like common choking hazards and foods to avoid before yes. certain ages. But the more you can read, educate yourself and empower yourself with mm -hmm. that information so that you know when you're feeding mm -hmm. them, you're feeding them something safe. And if they're in a safe place, in a safe high chair with mm -hmm. safe foods, the risk of choking is so yes. much yeah. lower. It's actually like we really should have added this. I don't know why we didn't yeah. think of that, but yes, this <laughs> it's is a really very good low. Point. So do what you need to do to yeah. feel safe and or to prepare so that you know that what you're doing is safe. Yeah. And I think that actually would really help for those parents who are so nervous about mm -hmm. doing it. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. So that, that'll be number two. So this yes. is going to be six things because okay, so, we did do that. We, yes, yeah, we, we went both to the did. Belly's chat. Yes, we, yeah. We did a lot. And we made our partners read it. So yeah. yeah we, so yeah. We got our partners involved too, which let's go on to number yeah. three, <laughs> which is being on the same page as your partner. Because you want to know that if, you know, you go out one night and your husband's doing, your spouse or your partner is doing dinner time, that they're doing the same things as you are because you want to be consistent so that your baby is actually learning properly and it's not like, oh, every time dad feeds Jordan that he's only giving her purees and he's spoon feeding her every time and then yeah. she's not learning those skills like like I had wanted. Yeah. <laughs> not that my, my way matters, but you want to be on the same page. But you, you had done have the this research and you shared spouse. that with him. You want to be on the same page. Like, yes, this is the type of feeding we want to do. These are kind of the ground rules that we're going to follow. Like the odd time I do give Jordan a spoon of something and feed it to her yeah. if I didn't think she's been eating or, you know, I don't follow it we're perfectly. We're not yeah. But for us and our family, my husband and I are on the same page. And so I know we're both doing the same things all the time. And it made it easier knowing we both know what to do if choking happens. We both are not to freak out and to wait and see if we actually need to intervene. Because if you are doing it together, so some of those scarier foods, if you're both on the same page, you're both prepared, it just like, it takes the stress level takes, down a yeah, bit. And then sure. doing those scary foods and starting this process with a support person there makes a big difference. Definitely. I mean, we did allergen testing together, like with our mom friends, we'd all come to Carly's after class and we would introduce, you know, peanut butter sometimes and do it all together so yeah. that if someone had a, a bad reaction, like there's more of us who yeah. all knew what to do and it just helped kind of like ease the stress about it. So Definitely. being on the same page as your partner and having a good support, support system and friends that can help you through it is... Definitely. Is, is good. And we also share resources too and ideas. Yes. And yeah, we, I shared the PDF for the infant choking and CPR. So you can yep. go back and find that because yep. I shared that. I'm going to print that, that today. Yeah. That's actually so helpful to have. I'm going to print yeah. extra copies for the grandparents as well. Yes, it's good. And just be like, I give this to you. Yes, put it on your fridge, please. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another thing for that made starting solids much easier is having like the gear. So you don't need a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the main one for us actually is we both love the yes. Ikea high chair. Yeah. And the reason we love it is because it's white. Yes. And then it's also safe. So we 
have the high chair with an added footrest. You'll read on Solid Starts why they recommend the footrest, but it's so much easier to clean because, mm -hmm. like we said, baby lead weaning is so messy. Plastic. Find one that's yes. plastic. And it's also the most affordable. I think it's $30 in Canada. Yes. Um, where a lot of these high chairs, they're so expensive. Hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And fabric. So we have a fabric one as well. We have two that were gifted to us, like Camney Downs. And the like, if you're gonna do baby lead weaning, it gets so messy. You have to you'd have to wipe it and then throw it in the wash every like day or oh two. Goodness. Like it would just be so excessive. That sounds so. We also learned kind of the hard way that we're like, wow, this IKEA one is much easier to wipe down. So it's a game changer to just have that like plastic everything surface that you can. Definitely. Some people actually put it in the shower and yeah. hose it off. On we take ours outside yeah, and hose outside. it down. Yeah, like if it's really messy, it's just it's just so. You much can also easier. take the legs off and put it in the dishwasher. Oh yeah, and I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, that would totally. give it a real good clean. We need so to do messy. that soon. Yeah, um, and then also like having the gear. So I really like the silicone bibs, and that's because Henry drops a lot, and they're the ones with like that little scoopy at the yes. bottom. Yeah, he'll drop stuff, and then he'll go like reaching in and shopping for things. It's very cute. So yeah. instead of it falling on the floor or on his lap, it falls into his bib. Yeah. Um, I liked the flat spoons because um, we'll we'll give him like spoonable foods and mm -hmm. we'll just load it up and give it to him. So the ones that have like the little like the regular spoon, the food would get stuck in it. And then if he threw it, that food would go flying. So you can get these funny little flat ones with like little like snowflakes and stuff in them. Yeah. And the idea is that when they do eat independently, there's no direction to the spoon. So they just yes. dip and eat. They can literally just put it straight in and out and they're going to get stuff on yeah, the spoon. But I liked it for loading um, foods like yogurt and stuff like that and I'll dip it in and then he usually gets most of it off so if he does throw it it doesn't make as much of a mess because yes. it was like these little like landmines going off yes. with these like big hunks of yogurt across the house it was very yeah. painful and then also the suction dishes yes. uh, Jen has a really great one um, what company is it do you remember Saturday twice and it has a little company. lid on it yeah so it suctions on first of all the suction is important because they will throw things yes so if you just put a bowl that's like not suction, like free floating, they'll just chuck it off the high chair, most likely. Yeah. Um, so we found the suction ones really, and you can buy bowls that are suctioned, plates, yeah. uh, whatever you want. But then these suction ones, the ones that I have, actually have a lid on it. Because yeah, babies, you never great. know. If they're going to eat a lot, they're not going to eat a lot. They might finish it and get a second helping. But they just, sometimes it's just unpredictable. But you want to save all of those scraps, add up to a meal. Like you don't want to throw that all out just because they only had two bites of something. You can yeah. cut off the end, keep it, like... So we just can put the lid back on it and put it back in the fridge and it is super helpful. So that's been like one of our favorite things. For sure. Because, that's such a good idea. Yeah. We can put the pasta in it. She eats half of it and then we keep the rest for the next meal. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, another one that was huge for me was actually making sure you had the right stuff for cleaning. Yeah. So it sounds silly because you already clean your house, but you don't clean this kind of mess on a regular basis. Yes. So we went out and it's just exceptional mess. <laughs> yes. We went out and got like a pack of the reusable, like washable cloths. They're mm -hmm. kind of like reusable paper towels. Because like if you just use paper towels, you're going to be going through so, so many and it's so wasteful. Yeah. yeah. So these reusable cloths, you can just use whatever regs. Just get make sure you have lots of them because yeah. you're going to need several every day. Mm -hmm. um, so you might just have to go buy a few more um, yeah. and have them handy. Have them nearby. You keep them on your table. Yeah. We have them like right nearby. Um, and then also like you need to have a mop or something. You need Swiffer cleaning stuff thing that yes. you can quickly clean the floor. And like you don't mop yeah. every time, but you just need cleaning 
things that you didn't really need before. My friend actually just got this really cool vacuum. It's not a steam vacuum where it actually steams the floor. It's not that because you can't use that on a lot of um, like laminates, laminates and stuff. Yeah. But it's a vacuum that washes like it mops and vacuums. Mm. So you can just like clean up the food. But because it's like it's not steam, it's just wet and then it dries it. You can use it on laminate. And she mm. keeps sending me Snapchats of it. And I'm like, oh, I need I that. That looks they're, great. They're like obviously a they're a big investment. I think they're around five hundred dollars. Yeah. But if you're feeling yeah. wild, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But you need I just have like literally it's like a little handheld mop. I think it was like nineteen ninety nine. You don't need yes. anything fancy. No, you don't. You just and need something. Some people like some like bum hacks out there are that you can buy like a shower curtain, just like mm-hmm. a, even a clear one, any plastic shower curtain from the dollar store, and then just put that under your high chair. Yeah. And then it's easy. You could just throw it in the shower and hose it off, throw it out outside yeah. and hose it off, whatever. There's the um, high chair catchy as well, yeah, which like chair. goes onto yeah. your high chair. Like there's ways that you can yeah. make it not so, especially if you have carpet underneath where oh, you're eating, yeah. then I would highly recommend doing some yeah. of those tricks. But for us, it's, yeah. it's laminate. It's fairly something. easy to clean. I mean, I mean we have all, a dog too. I was going to say, you can get a dog, but every time I'm cleaning food off the floor, I'm like, oh, I need a dog. And then I'm like, but you know, it's more work than cleaning food off the floor, having a dog. A dog. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. <laughs> but they're great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that made it easier for you? No, I think that's, those are yeah, the main, main thing, things. Like being prepared yeah. for yourself, the education, the CPR, having yeah. some gear. I mean, like you don't need anything. You can also feed your baby on the floor. Like if they're oh, able to sit. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely check out feeding littles and solid starts. Yeah. Like life changing. I'm totally. so grateful that they have all this information for us. Like we recognize it is very scary. We both weren't too scared of it and maybe because in our jobs like we deal with yeah. high stress situations a lot so it wasn't like yeah we but felt it's still like confident un- we could do it but it wasn't but some moms it's like yeah, a very big fear it scares them so much that they won't ever feed their child they won't even do purees because they get so scared and you don't want to hold back your child just because it's of your fear right like mm-hmm. they need to learn and they need to develop and you want them to grow and learn how to do this so you have to kind of figure out how you can how you can deal with your stress and talking to a therapist, like getting all these mm-hmm. resources, doing your research, really being prepared, feed when you have friends over and family over. Like there's things that you can do to help minimize the risk. And it's just really important to to do whatever you need to do. And like we said, you start with purees. If that's yeah. what you're comfortable with, you do you. Like whatever works yeah. for you and your I mean, family, we your lifestyle. We both did. We gave yeah. mashed avocado first on a spoon. Yeah. And so that's a puree technically. Like yeah. we both for the first few times we did that to kind of just get used to your baby putting, you know, putting things in their mouth. Yeah. You do do what you got to do. And don't get too overwhelmed by all the things like you need to give this many foods by this age and this age. And like I started keeping track of a list and I stopped eventually. Yeah, so I'm like, like I'm just stressing myself out yeah. about like how many foods has she tried? Oh, she's tried 17 new foods. And like it was just a little bit much. So don't try not to stress too much yeah. about that. Just do your best. And it's and a fun thing to look at new foods. Like the other yes. day I was thinking like, ooh, like what kind of new fruits can he try? And I'm like, ooh, we could try like dragon fruit. Like, you know, yeah. those like white or pink ones with the little mm-hmm. things. Like I'm just like it. We want it to be fun, not stressful. Yes. And it's so, so easy to slide into the, like, making it overcomplicated and stressful. Yes. And yeah. we still do it. I do it sometimes where I, like, start panicking. Oh, my God, he's not eating enough. Oh, he's not getting enough variety. And then I'm like, no, no, like, yeah. back to basics. Like, this is just supposed to be fun for all of us. Um, Which brings us to our Monday mantra. So go ahead, Carly. Um, this one's really simple. Yeah. Keep food fun. You want to have fun. It's so fun watching them. When you learn, when you watch them, you'll be like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. It is just the cutest, most fun thing. And you have fun. You can have more fun in the kitchen. Like eventually we're going to, we have one of those 
helper towers. Yeah. yeah. Like I can't wait to cook and like oh, get yeah. her to actually start helping mix things and then eat that. Like it's just definitely you want to have fun with it, right? Like everything in parenthood, you want to actually be able to enjoy it and not stress yourself out so much that you're missing out on the fun time. Sure. So so if you feel like you're missing out when yeah. you're feeding them or you're already dreading giving them food, yeah. check out some of those resources that we've talked yeah. about because they're super helpful. With um, your mom friends, talk yeah. about it, like share resources, mm-hmm. share recipes that your baby actually, oh, they actually really liked this and it had yeah, that's lots actually, of veggies in it. It had lots of, it's a good hidden veggie recipe and like we share recipes all the time. All the time. Like, oh, Jordan actually loved this tonight and then I share the recipe and. Yeah, that's actually one of the main things like in our little mom chat, we send yes. like, oh, this is what they're eating for dinner tonight. And then I'm like, oh, like what a good idea. Like we Gives need to you try some inspiration that. Yeah, because you need yeah. that inspiration. Yeah. And then although on the same point, it did actually overwhelm some of our mom friends yes. who weren't big cookers. They're like, oh my God, like your baby's eating all of these meals and mine's just having like banana and toast and like, that's okay too. Like food. different lifestyles. Yeah. Keep food point fun. Is it is fun. It's fun yeah. for them. It should just be fun. So keep food fun. Food is very fun. Yeah. All right. So if you liked the episode today, if you could give us a review, that would be awesome. Yeah. We would really appreciate that. For sure. Yeah. Like us on the podcast player you're listening on, on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to our channel. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Give us a review. Well, just thanks for being here. Thanks for we listening. Are mom and we will see you next week. Bye Happy now. Mom Day. <laughs>